Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. Tis the season to get glammy. I'm nominated for two 2021 Glam Awards for Best Podcast and Best Writer Blogger, and I need your help to win. This year, both categories are in the People's Choice voting, so the public will determine who wins. All you need to do is go to GlamAwards.net, click the tab for People's Choice, and vote. You might only be able to use your email once, so you better tell all your friends, family, enemies, even tell your fluffer, your podiatrist, and all your OnlyFans. Vote now before the voting window closes. And I repeat, tell everyone. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit TheaterNow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Welcome to the Dragula Season 4 Last Supper, or as I like to call it, Really Queen Apology Tour. Joining me on this reunion, it's the one we've been waiting for. I haven't seen them in just a couple days. Please make welcome to Scout Scott Scoot Sonner. Oh, so many names. Yes, hi, hello, it's me. Um, Are you a monster? Why are you here? What the fuck's going on? What? I'm, um, yeah, sure, why not? I mean... I'm not, you know, the prettiest. Does that count? <laughs> Are you one of those queens that when it's like spoopy season, you're like white contacts? No, I don't um, wear contacts even when I need to wear just like ones to see. So, you know, why would I put ones that uh, aren't helping me and also hurting me? That would just be too much. Um, I, did, uh, I did do Desiree's um, ball back in October. Yeah. Was that odd? September. I can't remember. How did you make, how did you make it a monster? I covered myself in googly eyes. Yeah, that's that's and then a look. performed and then performed Frankie Valley. <laughs> there you go. Did your eyes adore you? It was a good time. It was a good time. What? No, I can't take my eyes off. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we are here to talk about um the Last Supper. It is the the Dragula reunion. Um as always, listeners, you know I have opinions on this fucking show and how you? um produced it is and i mean i went out on the limb the other day and said it's more produced than drag race and someone was like really mad at me for saying that and i was like but they don't manufacture the winner the way they do like i don't know about that but let's talk about it because i think there's a very clear person who they are showcasing um but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. That's how. That's how. It is Christmas time at Dragula as we get a voiceover yeah. montage of all the drama of the season as the set is decked out with holiday spirit. Uh, welcome to the Last Supper. But before we dive into the reunion, we got to head backstage to hear some competitors and their thoughts on what's going to happen. Uh, why does Sigourney think half the cast is coming for her? And her answer is, oh, it's a whole half. Saint thinks a lot of people are going to want Sigourney to answer for a lot of questions. Hoso says she doesn't have beef with anyone. Saint thinks Mary will have a lot to say. Formelda thinks that there will be a lot of crying. Jade says her and Betty have left off on an odd note, and Betty has a lot to say with Jade. Coco thinks people's true colors will be shown, and Mary thinks all these lion-ass bitches are about to be red. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. Merry Christmas. Um interesting little preview promo before we got into it um it did set us up for what we were about to see right yeah for sure oh, totally <clears throat> all right well let's say hello to our exterminated monsters we have formaldehyde looking like a spooky elf 
Astrid as a reindeer with light-up antlers, Coco Kane as Santa's slutty side piece, Mary, Chris, Mary Cherry as Christmas, a.k.a. Father New Year, Bitter Betty, who is combined bats with white fur to make it holiday, Jay Jolie just looking very sexy, and Zavaleta, who is giving you office Christmas, Christmas party hooker realness. Indeed. They all looked really good. I like this mm-hmm. uh, Christmassy theme. The remaining final four are eagerly waiting their fate, but they are Sigourney Beaver dressed as a present, Hoso Teratoma as scary present, Saint as spooky elf but done better than Formaldehyde, and Dolly <sighs> who didn't understand the assignment. Oh. Um, <laughs> what would you have done for a spooky hol- uh, holiday look? Um, I mean, I've always been a big fan of uh, the like Krampus look that Mayhem did on the Christmas special. So that's like, mm. I'm surprised that none of them did like a take on that. Maybe it's a little too obvious. I don't know. Well, apparently but... they were just making these looks while they were, you know, off the show. Yeah. So, you know, I think uh, it was, it was, it was, a, it was, a, it was uh, I don't think there were any, anybody, anybody that looked like rough. They looked really good. Yeah, yeah, no, everyone looked pretty good. But Blaze tell us that earlier this year they put out a worldwide casting called a cast of the season, and a bit of faith, alchemy, and a little boule magic brought these eleven artists together. It's time to watch their audition tapes. <laughs> Zavaleta has a full ass skeleton in her apartment. Yep, and she likes to play around in New York City and drag her ass on the sidewalks of New York and not get tetanus from it. Um. Very surprised that she didn't, but you know, good for her. Would you do that in DC? Um, yeah, why not? Right in front of the White House. Yeah, sure. Capitol Building. There's lots of different places I could go. You know, Astrid's tape features her playing music on some instruments, as well as serving us a lot of crazy characters and creatures. Indeed. Formaldehyde tells us that they love to be on camera, and that's where they thrive. And we some see, and we see some insane masks. So basically, Formelda put out a great audition tape and duped us all. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's, I mean, isn't she like a streamer? Like she has, like she's in front of a camera in terms of like yeah. her own camera and her own like sure. live stuff. But um, Coco Kane filmed her entire video in portrait mode. I can't make that shit up. She did that. Good for her. Iconic. Oh, love it. I would have been like, no, you're not on my show. Do you not understand how to turn your fucking camera? That, that just imagine how good the actual video, that whole video is. If, if she filmed She's it like, I'm filming this like, oh, for sure. Instagram. Uh, good for her. She's Sigourney's video. Tutorials. Yeah, Sigourney's video is filmed in some very glamorous spots, including a bodega where she is dressed up like a crying baby. That was so funny. Was have you laughing. ever dressed up as something and done something at a bodega? Um, I mean, I've like, God, I've been in drag in a 7-Eleven. Does that count? Sure. <laughs> um, in Betty's, she is being a streetwalker. Whatever her performance is from what that was filmed on stage, she had the season one filter on to the max. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oddly enough, we do not see anything from Jade, Mary, or Hoso. Were they recruited? Did they have to send in an audition tape? Why was were theirs not present? Mm, I don't know. I want to know. Someone's got to tell me. I want to see. Roll the tapes. Roll the tapes. Roll the tapes. I want to see them. <laughs> obviously, <laughs> yeah. Obviously, Dolly and Saints audition tapes were called Resurrection, so we didn't yeah. get, have to see theirs. 
that would have been cool to just remind us what where they all came from then. Yeah. But then we get to see the offers to some of the cast being accepted onto the show. Betty falls to the ground and we see her branding of those takeout boxes in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, I will note that Sigourney's reactions are basically the same as we have seen her say on the show. So canned response or she just does not have emotions. I mean, she was also like going through a lot of the time. So maybe might have just been trying to suppress everything. <laughs> That's true. And also Mary is becoming a cheerleader. And why? Because she just watched the cheerleading movie. so after asking why they want to compete on dragula we hear some of the answers ashford says that she can't find any other better place after she won dragula world it put a fire under her and this is the drag she's meant to do very accurate is dragula world like a a token a golden ticket onto the show or is that just a a myth i haven't i don't know i thought that that was like I thought that's part what of the package. Everybody had like, yeah. I thought it was part of just kind of like. That's what did I like? You won, you're on. Yeah. yeah, especially because like it's right in front of them. Like, exactly. anyways. Well, Betty came there to prove that trans women can be more than just a great set of tits and a pretty face. She notes that when drag started to be televised, trans women were pushed out for a decade and a half. So she has fought to bring attention to that fact. Has Drag Race been on the show on, on for a decade and a half? Just about. Almost. We're almost there. Like a year away. Mary wanted to challenge herself, and it was harder than anticipated. For Jade, she says that the emotional toll was the hardest part. There are a lot of big personalities and opinions with a lot of people who just want to be heard. So Fermilda Hyde is going to share that this was the first time they stepped foot on a real stage, and Dolly is like, what? Oh, that's right, because they've it. never met each other. <laughs> that's funny Fermelda is happy that, with what they did but they just needed to stop being afraid and face all their fears head on is being on stage a fear of yours Scout's Honor being on stage no yeah. no. I mean like maybe like falling off of the stage if I'm not paying attention correctly but I'm not scared of being on stage that's fair that seems like a strange thing to be afraid of if you're applying for a reality TV show. <laughs> True. Well, Saint and Dolly are asked if they had an unfair advantage. Dolly says the only advantage was the headspace and mindset. It goes by super quick, but it, you will reminisce on it for the rest of your life. Having to look forward to it after was the big only advantage. Saint says it was for the future of all for of it all. They have experienced the bigger picture and could have stayed out of the drama and didn't need to do with any of the drama saint was pretty drama free right yeah but i was also like laughing really hard when the bullies asked that because i was like well um of the 11 of you raise your hand if the bullies have given you twenty thousand dollars before <laughs> oh <Right>. saint like <laughs> exactly of course, she, of course they had an advantage they were well, already jade, won <laughs> jade says coming back is a risk because sometimes on these reality shows oh, read drag race They want to not let you have this remarkable build story and get torn down to show they haven't done anything. Jade reminds us that she's done these types of shows, read Drag Race, and she still doesn't have it all together. Jade thanks Saint and Dali for keeping her grounded. She says that she loves them, and Zava turns around and says, you don't love me. Come on, Farrah and Valentina. Zava just full of the references. And I was like, here for it. Now, 
obviously we know we're not allowed to say those words on this show. Um, do we think there's ever been a moment where Jade's been approached to come back for All Stars? Um, I don't know. I don't think she's been on the short list yet. Yeah. I mean, maybe like right after the whole like Taylor Swift video thing, they might have been like, uh, let's look at it. But that's when they're like, oh, yeah, Trinity K. Bonet still exists. Oh, my goodness. Um, do you think the Boulets put it in Jade's contract and said, you are never to appear on that show ever again? You're ours now. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I wonder it, if, I mean, it must mean that, like, obviously, like, Jade's contract from forever ago with World of the Wonder, like, obviously didn't affect this, so. Right. I wonder if um, she was, like, trying to work It'll, it'll be interesting to me to see if there will be a crossover from Dragula to Drag Race, um, or if maybe the Boulets are just so dead set against it that they've in, implied to their contestants, you're never allowed to do the switch. I mean, it'd be, it'd be kind of like funny if they were just like, we're only going to poach the uh, drag race girls, but you can't, <laughs> you right. can't go the other way. <laughs> All right. Well, Jade is reminded that she's been through this before and was on another reality TV competition. However, her how was her experience? She said she was confident with who she is as an entertainer, which she didn't have back then. She was hoping to prove that she had the mental stability and she did quite the opposite. We'll discuss her mental stability in a little bit. <laughs> We're going to find out about the monsters being asked about how they felt at the start of the season and being thrown in a van and set off. Saint says this is not her first time with them. They are crazy and the motherfuckers are going to do crazy shit for them. For Coco, it was just a Friday night. It was just a Friday night. Do you spend your Friday nights at scare houses? Um, no. I mean, I spend them at uh, bars in D.C., which are kind of close, but, you know. Very similar. <laughs> There are scare actors in DC bars. <laughs> One or two here and there. So first impressions, what were they? Well, Hoso shares that Zava wouldn't even hug her when they met. Mary thought her and Zava would have issues, even though they are sisters back in Brooklyn. Um, <laughs> and we get this really incredible moment where Zava says that she works in bigger venues and Mary works at Metro. Jade was laughing so hard when mm-hmm. Zava said that. I was like, well, first off, shout out to Metro. Um, uh, second off, how does anyone perform on that tiny two by four? I thoughts and prayers. Yeah, really. <laughs> well, Zava didn't like Hosu at the beginning and thought she was extra. And when they talked, she realized that she's a bitch and she loves bitches. Formelda Hyde says that she and Coco have become best friends. Because they were out first and third. Yeah, maybe they just had a lot of time to hang out. Well, it is Merry Cherry time. We get a montage of her highs and lows, including falling out of a chair, falling off the mechanical bull, being scared by ghosts, and Mary and her handheld fan. Oh, and Mary screaming with everybody. Her vocal cords must be fried. They must be. She was putting on a show from start to finish. (laughs) We learned that shockingly, shockingly, not everybody enjoyed Mary's personality. What rubbed them the wrong way? Well, Sigourney says that the minute she walked in, Mary put a target on her back. She says that she didn't think Sigourney wasn't being 
her true authentic self. Sigourney will tell her she's wrong and Mary will say she proved her point and Coco will now chime in that Mary is hard to argue with. She says that Mary couldn't take Sigourney not featuring her. Are there bitches in your life that you don't feature that get pissed off that you don't feature them? Um, I mean, no, but that's usually just because they're louder than me. <laughs> Dava is now going to come in and say that Sigourney wasn't featuring anyone at the start of the season, to which Coco says she's not obligated to feature anyone. Yeah. Zava says they should be sisters, and Coco says then act like sisters and not constantly scheme. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think it's weird to like expect other people in a reality competition where one like one person's going to win to like come in ready to feature anyone other than their themselves. Right. <laughs> well, this is now going to lead to Mary and Coco. Mary is surprised to hear her talking like this and Coco just wants her to own up to everything. Sigourney says that Mary intentionally out of her way, but her, uh, but hurt her throughout. Sigourney says that Mary came for her every episode and Mary believes that Sigourney made her feel weird. Now, Mary is like, behind the scenes, she said some things. Coco calls her messy. Mary says she is fake and doesn't talk under her breath. Sigourney says that Mary went around saying that they have to be big personalities and make good TV. And Zava says that's what she did. But Coco says that's what she did? <laughs> Referring to Zava episode one. Yeah. Well, Mary is going to try to call out Sigourney for things she said, but Sigourney reminds her that she only stayed up until episode four. Mary wants to now <laughs> see that person. The person's going to bite back. Where's that person been? Where's that person? It was a lot. It was a lot. It was too much. It was, it's not the Mary Cherry show, but it clearly was the Mary Cherry Dragula show. Yeah. It was also just like a lot to like, it was kind of funny just in the sense of like, I don't know, I got very much got the vibe that it's like Sigourney a long time ago was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Mary, we get it. We get what you're trying to do. And it's just like Mary be like recognizing the Sigourney knows that, but still continuing to just like harp <laughs> on it and just right. like come for her is like so funny to me. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like this is a lot of, and this has been an issue with me with Dragula is there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that happens that doesn't get discussed on the show, and then they try to discuss it in moments like this, and you're like, wait, you got to catch us up here. Yeah, I think yeah, there is just like a lot of. Like, and I mean, it's also obvious that like even the producers are like missing bits and pieces. They literally have yeah. to like interrogate like different people. Well, we're going to go behind the scenes to learn that Mary accused Zava of personally, purposely setting her up by pairing her with Coco so she'd fail. What does that say about Mary's faith in Coco as a drag artist? Well, she believes that Coco was not confident and that worried her. Cue the eye roll from Miss Kane. Coco finds it ironic because she was in a mood because of her partner when she was told to make her hair like Betty's because she thought it was supposed to be a 60s theme. She said she gets triggered when someone tells her how to do her drag. Mary gets mocked that the challenge was not that um, 60s themes as she was in fact dressed up as a fish in Skechers, not a vampire. I was so confused that whole episode. I was like, why is she a fish? And Mary claims that she was trying to give mermaid vampire, but Sigourney is like, if you're trying to push the 60s thing on Coco, where what, what where was yours? Right. Is this just Mary feeling like she can dictate other people's drag because she does that in Brooklyn? 
I don't know. I think it's like that and a combination of her just being like the more I talk and like the more I say, like eventually, like the more it's just going to make the edit. I don't know. It just very much feels like Mary's on this like constant like, oh, I'm on TV, I'm on TV, I'm on TV. And it's like, I get that. But also like, I feel like there's kind of because she's like so aware of how much she's Mm -hmm. on TV. It's like a little bit more detached from like the reality of what's happening in front of her. Absolutely. I mean, this battle between Mary and Coco is going to escalate when Coco reminds her that she was just mad because she couldn't get her helmet on over her wig. So when they're (laughs) going to do personal attacks and Mary thinks Coco is fake and she doesn't have time to be fake when she almost died three years ago. Okay, go on, continue. Please tell us what happened. happened. (laughs) We now reach a point where Mary says that they sat down and cried together and for her to come at her, it makes her feel worse than having her name said seven times. Mary wants the best for Coco. Coco judges by actions. Okay, interesting. More things that we don't know about that they're not going to explain, but fine. (laughs) And now Swan's like, well, it's not my business, but I see common pain in underneath both of you and you have to care for each other. And I hope you tend to it. (laughs) I thought we don't like drag race on this show. Why are you trying to mend fences? Oh, because they had to segue into the next bit. (laughs) They were like, you two are talking too much. We wanted you to talk, but not this much. And Coco says, yes, Mary reminds her of a relative that she probably wouldn't sit next to too long in a cookout because she will read her, but we'll have a drink. <laughs> she was ready to just continue reading her. Now, I want to ask one more question about Mary, if you don't mind. Are, why are we giving such allowance to Mary to be a victim throughout this reunion? I don't really like... I think it's mostly just because, like, the other contestants aren't, like, I think, like, they can just, like, let it go a lot quicker than Mary can. So I think, like, mm-hmm. it's just because Mary keeps talking about it and because Mary keeps bringing it up that, like, all the, every narrative of, like, every little, like, <laughs> thing they talk about turns into Mary somehow. So, yeah, I, don't know, I guess you just, like, use what you have. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, Drac will claim that Coco is the breakout character of the season as a fan favorite of the cast. Okay, wait. How would the fans deem her a fan favorite if this was recorded before it aired? I thought this was recorded recently. Was it? I thought so. I don't think so. I thought... They always record this um, before the finale because they didn't know who was in the finale. But I mean, I mean, I thought... I just thought maybe that the reunion and the finale were recorded recently. I don't think so. I, don't uh, I mean, because we're going to get to uh, what Astrid said about the, how they were all in the van to go get um, supplies for the finale. I don't know. All I'll right. Have to, I'll have to dig into We're going to have to dig into it. We can see, see what the timing was on this. I don't know. I, th- I thought there, this, this was recorded recently, especially I think that was the line that made me just assume that it was recorded recently was because okay. they did say like oh Coco's a fan favorite and I'm like how could they have just like assumed and like actually know that's how they oh but that's always how they they say shit like that and it's like what are you talking about well Coco is asked what the experience was like for her she says it was an opportunity to push and grow as an entertainer she says she comes from a place where a lot of queens shit on like Walmart thrift stores Goodwill and well those kinds of queens and you know, 
It shows. Um, she remembers <laughs> where she came from, and you don't need $50,000 to look like something. She says it's tacky to look down on somebody who does that. Is that a read on to Drag Race? Yeah. Oh, 100%. Well, the chat's going to turn to Astrid and how their personality culminated into a meltdown when they were put up for extermination. She says that she didn't expect that to be her total panic attack, meltdown, anxiety mindset. She wishes she had prepared and addressed her mental health prior to coming on the show. She gets emotional as she wishes she had gone to therapy so she wouldn't have gone there. She has never found herself in that place before. Dali says she has never seen that side of Astrid before. She reveals that she was concerned that the reason she had been cast for the show had nothing to do with their drag. Are they being cast for storyline reasons or for Dali or winning Dragula World? And Drax says the reason she's there is because of her audition team, which was insanely amazing. She's a talented musician and they thought this person was going to kill it. No one on this cast was a filler queen. Really? Formaldehyde shaking under her mask. Right. Drax says she doesn't think this is the last they've seen of Astrid and is that confirmation that she will be back for another season or maybe a redemption spot on season five? Yeah, I mean, they, like, said that. They, like, talked about, like, Titans and I think, obviously, there's, like, I I think there's a lot of characters in this cast specifically that are, like, good characters and are easy to kind of, like, combine into, like, another season to make even more... Well, it is break time, and we're going to get a little bit of quote-unquote cut filming, but bitch, those cameras were still rolling. Uh, Mary says it's bullshit, and Coco was in a bad mood. Coco tells Sigourney she had her back, and Mary calls in an alliance, and that was bullshit. Okay. <laughs> Zava says it was disrespectful of, disrespectful of her to not bring anything, and the Boulets were expecting gifts. So it's time to send them a gift. It is time to sacrifice a twink. I'm sorry, Scout Sonner. You're up for sacrificial extermination. Me? Yeah. Oh, finally. <laughs> oh, and Zava is dancing the Macarena to some Coconut Cabana song. And Hoso is like, why are the cameras not rolling? Babe, they are. They are so rolling. Oh, I like those little like weird bits that they edited in. <laughs> they were pretty funny. All right, well, we are back, and we're going to get a montage of the highlights and lowlights of the Monsters of Rock Challenge, including the confession, the confusion of Sigourney as leader or band leader, Sigourney in Outfit Gate, Mary being called out, the Cauldron Battle, and the production team telling Mary Sigourney is, in fact, the team leader. (laughs) So the team is asked, did the audience not see anything? And, well, no one speaks up. It was a little awkward. Finally, Sigourney says that there was group effort that was not seen, and Betty said there was a lot of arguing, but there was a lot more working together. So Astra's going to ask a question. She says, there was a day that they all went out to get supplies. It was the day she went out to get supplies for this reunion, which is why I think it was filmed on set during this time. Mm-hmm. And she says that none of Sigourney's team was with her. She was the only one who went out. She says the entire other band was in the car with them. Was there a reason why they didn't go with Sigourney? Jade says that they didn't have a collective plan of going to get fabric together. Betty says that Sigourney says she already had a fabric. And Jade says she, Betty, and Mary did get together to practice. And I have to say, well, it did not show, did it? (laughs) Um, Betty 
now claims that the other team thought they weren't there for her, but she and the team thought Sigourney wasn't there for them. There's a okay. lot. I like, I literally had, to, I was like, I need like post-its and a wall to like map out like who's accusing who of doing what right. and being like <laughs> actively involved and not and all these things. I was like, oh my gosh, there's a lot of things flying around right now. Now Mary's going to jump in after Sigourney says that they didn't need all four of them to get the fabric and that caused four people not in her group to say her name. Sigourney rightly said she has no control over and didn't go and complain to them. And even Dolly says their choice was based on observation. Mary says as leader, she would have told the team on stage that it didn't happen. No, she wouldn't. No, she would not. She would not admit that. No. No one would. You wouldn't. No, I would not. No, no way. Mm-mm. Now, Jade is now going to walk back so much of what happened and tell Mary <laughs> that she did try and she did try to bust her ass. This is going to lead to the clash of Jade and Betty. And I, this was the moment where I was like, oh, Jade, you are in a redemption tour, aren't you? Oh, yeah. She was, she had her whole, she was like, here's the things I need to say over the course of this reunion. We're, we're, we're getting a montage of Jade and Betty, and it is still as confusing and it's, as it seemed when it aired. We are told through Mary that Jade told them that Sigourney was planning on being the victim for the show. Mary said she was going to bring it up to Sigourney, but Jade told her that if she said that, she would say she was lying. Cut to that little box on the bottom of the screen of Sigourney, shocked, turning to Jade, who was about <laughs> to sob. Yeah. Does this footage make anything more clear to you? Um, no. Yeah, exactly. Like, what is happening? I'm still so confused over, like, what, like, I'm like, I don't know what's true. I don't know what's not true. I agree. I don't know who's so, telling what truths and lies. And so Mary shares that the, Mary's going to share that the distrust that was caused was due to the multiple stories that Jade sold. So what was in fact true? Was Sigourney going to be the victim of Betty and Mary? Well, Jade says that there was a misunderstanding, but they have a reason to feel the way they do. Jade is going to say she put her foot in her mouth and immediately started to backtrack. She had a kindredness with them and she ruins relationships. She's now going to reveal that she has bipolar disorder that she thought she had no, that she thought she had under control. She hates the stigma of it and being told she needs help as she looks for it in her friends and family, but it just pushes them away. Okay, there's the bomb. There's the reveal. Yeah. It's not an excuse, though. No. I think it was like, not at all. There's a lot going on in this exchange. And Betty like, is going to oh. say that this brings a whole new understanding to the situation. And Jade says it's not an excuse and apologizes. She is disappointed in herself and believes that what will be remembered is not her drag, but how she acted and how she has treated the people around her. They say it's not true. And this is more to my point of this was filmed then because Jade would know they're not caring about a drag because everyone on the internet's not caring. Um, but Swan <laughs> San says that is helping other people who are apprehensive of finding it in themselves. That's who she's helping. And she is learning to be the best person she can. No one can make fan art of drama, which is a full blown lie. You can totally make fan art of drama. Um, drag race has made entire challenges based on previous drama. <laughs> exactly. So Jade will once again apologize to Betty and Mary for not being able to control herself, and she will learn that if you can acknowledge your mental health, it will help. Betty says that the closest friendships form from arguments and fights. 
Maybe that's why my ghost left me because he couldn't handle our fights. Oh my gosh. <laughs> why do you think we didn't hear Sigourney's feelings on Jade's accusation? Were they true? Or do you think the Boulets did not want her to have to answer that question? I think they probably were just like, we're going to figure we're going to move on. We're just going to like, <laughs> it was, I don't know. Because she didn't have to answer to it. She didn't have to, to say that this is something she told Jade. So was it fabricated by Jade or is there truth behind it? I don't know. There probably is like, I, it's probably one of those things where like there was like a bit of a misunderstanding, but at this point between like what they had on camera, what the producers knew, what, what the boulets knew, everything, they probably were like, we literally don't even know what's happening. Exactly. So, like, I guess we'll just like play it up for the drama, but then like move on before we actually like, Get have to address answers. it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So the Boulets are going to call Zavaleta one of the most fiery competitors, and it is montage time. From the bottom to the almost top, we see the first extermination challenge. Her being there for a reason, winning the second challenge, doing it for her family, the love of her ass, and her ultimate death. <laughs> Zava says, "What changed for her was her fears. Once they were put to their limit, you pushed forward." She had no expectations and took one day at a time. She's here for a reason, and it's not for her family, but she's doing it for herself. She just wanted to have fun. Hosa says that when she came back from extermination, Zavaleta came back stronger. Yeah. Um, how did you feel about Zava this season? Is she um, a fiery competitor? Is she a star of the season? Oh, yeah. I think, like, she's very clearly, like, I think in the sense of, like, both Zava and Mary knew like going in that they were making TV. I think like yeah. Mary, Mary did that in the sense of being like, oh, I'm going to try and be calculated. But at the same time, Zava just like was like herself to just like yeah. at, at the max and made good TV, made like set herself out. You know, the Boulets are going to bring her back. Hopefully. For a resurrection or Titans or something like. Or a former mother daughter game. <laughs> All right. Oh, Lord, I hope so. Come on, that's the pair. We need like a um like uh pairs. So you have Zava and Madeline, Dolly and Astrid, um oh Victoria and uh Dahlia. Come on, that's a show right there. There's so many. So many. All right, we're gonna turn to what they call the most fun and frightening portion of the show, the exterminations. Looking back at the exterminations, the monsters seem so excited to see the footage, but still, what a weak ass season for exterminations. They were disappointing as compared to which would you excel at and which would you fail at i would excel at the photo shoot (laughs) i would hope so i really really would hope so um i was laughing at the um that the last like extermination i was like that's just a back bed i was like half of these bitches are just gonna get hard when you put them in there what the hell that's right (laughs) an extermination that turns you on like what the (laughs) um have you done it before the only one the only one I could not have done is the leeches. I so you could do the back bed? The leeches. Yeah, why not? I haven't done it before. Um, what about driving a go-kart? That seems really scary. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the big picture, Clint. Very mm-hmm. similar. Very similar. Well, Betty is told she came alive after the leeches. She says it was the thought of going home as soon that so soon that it got to her she had all this work to get there and it could have just vanished and um cut to astrid who was just defeated once again <laughs> they all defend the exterminations that they test them and they can't prepare for them uh so which ones that they didn't compete in what they like to do and coco says none of them 
Well, it's time for another break. And on this break, the queens are asked if they want energy drinks, but they all want booze and liquor. Betty tells Jay that she thought their fight was much louder. She thought it was so calm. Uh, Mary is twerking on a daddy and Zava wants to get brunch with the ladies. I thought um, the like, uh, oh shit, what the hell was I going to say? I lost it. Mm, I was right there. It was right at the front of my head. You lost it. And then oh, Swan, no, Swan is complaining. <laughs> Swan is complaining about her shoes. And Drac is like, you're just sitting there looking like someone who was just pushed I off a building and landed on her knees. I couldn't stop laughing at the like brunch carafes of Red Bull that they were bringing around. <laughs> um, the yep. shoe bit was funny. She's like, you're just sitting there. Yeah. Why are they hurting? Now, next section. Listen, if I'm wrong here, I'm glad to be wrong. And y'all can like fucking tell me, slide into the DMs. But the, the it's the fan question portion how do the fans have questions if they didn't see the season yet like i call shade i call bullshit i'm telling you they filmed it recently but they did not all of those reactions of of the montages and the exterminations none of them seen it before i don't i can't i have no follow-up to that (laughs) all right all right well john from los angeles who's probably clearly an intern for the show asks how does it feel being red for wearing a mask only to have Mary, Saint, and Zavaletta wear the mask on the same episode, Formelda. Well, do were they being hypocrites? And Formelda says that they did doubt the ability of a mask, so it felt better that they all showed up in it. She wants to show that wearing a mask isn't a downfall, and she hopes they all learned. Did they learn? They learned that the one girl who said she was going to wear masks every week went home first again. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> like- Sherry from the UK asks, Hoso and Astrid, we barely got a glimpse of their love affair. Are you still an item? Cue that horrid 80s love music. That was quite the uh, edit. (laughs) So Hoso says that Astrid has been there for her the entire time. Um, So is it safe to assume that if you get eliminated, you're still present? Yeah. They were Um, like... They made it seem very much like that. Like, what is that bullshittery? Anyway, Hoso was heartbroken about Astrid's extermination and she was her rock and could not have done it without her. Astrid says that the moment she got exterminated, she's going to have to live through Hoso's drag in the competition. And then we get that record scratch and Dolly's like, fuck my drag. (laughs) Dolly's sitting right in front of her like, "Um, hello. (laughs) Your mother's right here. (laughs) Jade is offering to sing Taylor Swift at their wedding. How how amazing to have... Taylor Swift is at your wedding. Uh, music video uh, feature and um, VMA win included. Yeah. Mindy from St. Louis asked Sigourney, why does it seem like a majority of the cast didn't get along with you? Did you do something to them off camera that the viewers didn't see? Well, Sigourney says no. She just showed up and started existing. I'm like, oh my God, me too. <laughs> Betty says that she tried to talk to her a few times, but it's like talking to a brick wall. She says she comes off holding up walls. Um, Betty's really bad at talking. Yeah. Betty always like stumbles over what I, I feel like Betty like knows what she wants to say, but never actually says it. She's really bad at trying to make metaphors. She's really bad at it. She, yeah, no, she gets lost. Zava says that she took the time to get to know Sigourney and the people didn't take the time to get to know her. She understands Betty, but she took her time. Sigourney reminds Betty that she talked her off a cliff when she got in her head and told her how sickening she was and how she wanted them to be sisters and team up. Betty says that it was selective. 
Now, Sigourney claims that it's not selective as she already knew her and thought she, they were friends. Betty says that she tried to bring it, things up on camera and she wouldn't respond. Now, Ash was going to go and say that Sigourney told her that she didn't like her either. What? What? What is this? She likes her now, though. Ashford says that she makes prejudgments on people, and Sigourney is like, why is that a problem to be picky about who I get close to? That part, I'm like, okay, I understand that. Like, yeah. But on a, a show like this, you got to be close to everybody at the start, because you don't, you don't know how the game's going to work. Yeah, it's uh, definitely um, a bold decision to go in and like have unnecessary enemies from the beginning. Well, but- Coco and Sigourney and their random alliance, Coco's like, Sigourney came in with her site set up on the end and she didn't get tripped up on the bullshit despite what was going on in her real life. She says that triggered people and are encouraged them to and encourage them project to project um, how they felt onto her. She says that the fact that they couldn't penetrate that wall made them try even harder, which makes them not realize the things that they did when they did them. And Zava's like, who are you talking about? And Coco was like, there's no need to play shoes on feet. I like that one. I'm going to use that now. I love that she was like, do you feel like I'm talking about you? Because mm-hmm. that probably says something if you feel like I'm talking about you. <laughs> yeah. Well, according to Drac and everybody on Earth, they would like to know why did Formelda wear those club shoes on episode one? Why? Um, she's like, have you not seen episode one of season oh, two? My God. And Formelda says she's a huge fan and it was a huge risk. And the shoes she originally had broke on her way there. And no, she didn't walk there. It was a fail in the moment. Her next option was to just wear one shoe on stage. And that would have felt worse. And Hosa says that she might as well have been barefoot. And Scorny says that she could have worn no shoes because it worked out for Mary. She didn't wear two shoes. Fuck shoes yeah. is the new trend as the boulets kick off their heels. I was like, I'm gonna, I'm auditioning for Dragula, and I'm showing up in Birkenstocks. You would. How many pairs of Birkenstocks do you have? Um, well, right now I only have one, but that's because I've like worn through the other two pairs I've owned. Yeah, <laughs> I wear them so frequently. <laughs> what did you go? To, are you like a hippie? Did you hug trees in college? Uh, I literally went to an environmental college. I literally <laughs> went to tree school. <laughs> All right, Samantha from Detroit asks if there was a season of Titans from previous seasons or another resurrection who would be interested in coming back? Everyone but Saint. She says she has done this for the last three years of her life. She's grateful, but three times was enough. And if she doesn't get the crown now, she's never going to have one. I feel like that, yeah, I feel like that's very valid and you can't fault her for that. Especially like, I didn't even consider the fact that it literally has been three years in a row. Like, she's just had like this be like the main defining thing in her life for like three full years that's that's wild chris from dallas asks zava you kept flashing your drunk on screen is this a problem she has often not a problem it's a thing um she did it she did Mm -hmm. it at icon uh, for iconic like everyone saw that um zava just loves her body and if you don't like it shame on you yeah well Corey from indiana asks mary and sigourney how did you find the strength to enter this competition after losing people so close to you Sigourney says she didn't have a choice. She says every day she felt feels like a dream and it makes it easier. And it was an opportunity they wouldn't knock tw- that they wouldn't knock twice. And she had to take it. It's awful to lose the president of your fan club. And I was like, yeah, yeah. It, it, this is one of those opportunities where you can't be like, hi, my mom just died. Can I come in next year? You, you don't get that. 
yeah but i mean this that whole like segment got me real good Mm -hmm. i was like that must have been just like so difficult to like right be stay in character and just like stay like focused on your drag while also having to process like all of that and i this is another reason why i think this was right then and there is because sigourney didn't even talk about like i got home and got to grieve or whatever She, she she's still in the middle of it um Mary says that drama helped as a distraction. And I was like, that is the truest thing you've said all season. Right. She says it's the hardest thing she's ever had to do as she's still mourning her greatly. She was her everything. And Mary says a few days before she died, she stopped talking and she told her that she was going to be on the show. And she said, good. And it for, it was as if she forced her out of her and it would be the last thing she said to her. She hopes she made her proud. Both Mary and Sigourney cry. Mary loses her lash. Um, Dubelais hoped that they could connect on their loss, but Mary thought they could connect, comfort one another more than anyone else could. But they've had a conversation off screen. They both lost their best friend. Yeah. Do you think just because they clashed as people that they could not have this common ground? I think like, I think it's a difficult thing to like, obviously it's going to be tough for both of them to talk about it to begin with, but then to like talk about it with one, like one of the people you're like kind of like clashing with the most. Right. It's like, I think it's like, makes it a lot tougher. Absolutely. I just hope there was nothing of like, oh my God, we both have the same storyline. Can't be friends. Can't talk about it. Yeah. yeah. Well, it is secret Santa question time. The monsters had a chance to ask anonymous questions to each other in a special version of Santana. <laughs> they were asked, allowed to ask anything they wanted. So for Melda, who should have gone first? She says, Zavaleta, it's her wish. Was, um, like, Betty, was there another option? Like, right? There was only two of them up for extermination that episode. Betty, who is the trade of the season? And she says, for Melda Hyde. And cue that 80s love music. That they leads love to that weird edit. Nothing. Awkward. It was weird. Say, do you feel you were honest and real with your other competitors or have you been playing a game? Who wrote that question? I want to know. Oh my gosh. Right? Like, <laughs> I want to know who it was. Well, Saint did not have t- fun on season three and she felt like a wolf in sheep's clothing. She came here, told herself she would have a good time and wasn't going to start fights with people and only display their artwork. If someone sees her talking to someone they're beefing with, she's there for everybody. Very diplomatic. Very, very, very honest. Very true. Yeah. Mary, can you spell delusional? <laughs> He's like, Sigourney, is this you? Like, this you can? Shady. To which Mary is like, I'm assuming you wrote that. Um, and which confirms the delusion. She did not admit it, but cue that camera pan straight just to Dolly. Directly. Just the slow zoom in on Dolly's face smiling and just like... <laughs> I was like, that's oh. it. That was name. That was good editing. Well, the floor is open to hash out any differences, and Mary says that it's not the Mary Cherry Dragula, but delusional. She does spell it. Congratulations to her. She won the first She spelled annual. delusion. She did not spell delusional. Oh, she... Oh. Okay, well, you do not win the, um, the Dragula spelling bee. The first annual Dragula spelling bee. But now we're going to so have close. Hoso. So close. We're going to have Hoso speak out for literally like the second time this entire episode. Yeah, I was like they Bozo was very quiet this whole episode she wants to clear up about the last cauldron she says sigourney's reason for not picking her was that she wasn't mature enough as a performer and an artist 
She says she has an immunocompromised person who just came out of chemo. She has to live her life and treats art like tomorrow is the last day they will live. It is now and never. Okay, fine. Sigourney says her reasoning had nothing to do with her as an artist, but her professionalism, which comes with experience. Hosta says she's not an unexperienced, but Sigourney says her backstage behavior is what she's critiquing her on. So Hosta is going to say that she could have come up to her as a sister to tell her. And Sigourney says she did the same thing and you didn't come up to me and tell me I didn't have Dragula in my blood. Hosta is going to backtrack. She says she didn't think that she had Dragula in her blood as much as the others. Mm-hmm. This didn't make Hosta look good at all. No, it did not. <laughs> because here, this is again another. I mean, yes, it was only last week, but they didn't see these clips, so they don't know what, what was being aired and everything. Yeah. But yeah, Hoso just did not come off good here. Yeah. Um, it made very much like was one of those things where you could tell Hoso could kind of like was like, oh shit, I said that. And then was like, no, I said this. And then I, I didn't say that. And I said, and I was yeah. like, all right, all right. <laughs> I, I agree. It was, it was, it was, it was not a good look. And it, that's, well, when we get to it, it, it's, it's interesting to, if, if, if this episode has any bearing for the finale on who wins. Right. Coco says that she loved the season, that they each have their story, and when everyone sees them and they have the platform to open up, that the whole world can see them. She says that there are other shows that have had hella episodes that cover less ground in the four seasons that they have. I wonder who you're calling out. But Coco is then hired as the motivational speaker for the Boulets. Right. We spent this entire entire episode getting to find out who our final four is going to be. Or are we going to have three? We're going to have two. We're going to have none. What's going to be? Dali, you're going through. Sigourney, you're going through. Saint, you're going through. Sigourney's going to go over to hug Saint. Hoso, in her makeup, still looks like she's about to cry. Right. So they, they, she was just like, looked miserable. I was like, why do you? But they're going to tell her something. And Hoso, you're all there. Congrats to the top four, the final four. Okay. Got some burning questions for you. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Hit me. Hit me. Are you happy that it's the final four and having all of them as safe? Yeah, I think that it would have been. I don't know. I think like yes, because I like all four of them. Like they, they all four of them do great drag. But also at the same time, I think like between like the options they had to put through to a top three, it would have been like. I feel like it's just a hard like sell being like, oh, our top three is Sigourney and the two people who have done this before. <laughs> like, so I think a top four makes sense considering the whole context of the season. <laughs> yeah. Well, moving on to this question, after nine episodes, the winner of the season is. Um, I want Sigourney. I okay, you, that is a very interesting answer. Um, I had pulled the audience, and no one had put Sigourney as their answer. There were a lot <laughs> for Dali. There was a couple for Hoso, a couple for Saint. Um, I think this is going to be just a time to discuss the late-breaking news as of yesterday. Um, through a Reddit thread, uh, someone is accusing Dali of grooming them. Um, this was back in the days of Blood on the Dance Floor um, band time. So we know that 
um, TV was not doing some good things. Dolly was complacent with it, whatever. There's yeah. drama. Um, the timing of this is the timing of it. it there's, we, we can't victim shame. They came out. This is when they came out to discuss it. Um, Dolly has turned their social media on private. So there must be people coming at them. There were a lot of people who thought Dolly should win. Yeah. My biggest gripe was, why are you not there episode one? Yeah, that's very fair. Um, so that was my biggest issue with Dolly not winning. I think it, you needed to have a top four simply because you could not have Dolly and Saint and then whoever was not on Resurrection be the final. Mm-hmm. It just would look yeah. terrible. Exactly. Um, so I don't know if this is going to affect anything with Dolly. I don't know if this show does like a multiple ending um, filming thing. Um, Because if it is Dolly, you may need to do some. uh, They're going to call everyone back in. (laughs) Right. Um, I've said from the beginning, Sigourney is a definite winner because they just adore her. Um, Her promo image, she's literally the third Boule. Exactly. She's the Boule sister. Like she, She fully is. And. Yes, they were very lenient on her this season. She does good drag, but she didn't exemplify all the pillars yeah. throughout. I think I will say I've heard like a lot of people kind of like say that and when I do say Sigourney, but I think specifically after getting all of the feedback that all four of them have gotten going into this, I think mm-hmm. I can easily see Sigourney bringing a fully realized package that Fully. It's all three tenants very like and, and and honestly of the four four of them, she is the best entertainer. She is the best performer. Yeah. And that Consistently, is just like yeah. Um I think Hoso as a winner is definitely an option. Um it, mm-hmm. I'm not I was not as impressed as I was going into the season, but I think there was just so many big personalities that Hoso just could not shine at all. Yeah. Um and then you have Sane, who I absolutely adore as a person, as an artist. Um that, that it's interesting to see Saint be the underdog in the situation because they really were the one coming back after a win. So it's very strange there. Yeah. Um, but based solely on this reunion, Hoso didn't speak. Dolly didn't, didn't speak. It, and just seating arrangement, you had Saint and Sigourney, Sigourney literally sitting next to them. Framing um, the ways, yeah. So based on that, like this was the Sigourney and Mary show. I, I yeah. think if if Sigourney does win, I will not be surprised. Yeah. Am I as big of a fan as I was going into the season and starting episode one? No, I'm not as impressed because I want expect I wanted more, expected more, and I know she yeah. can do more. I agree. I also just adore Saint, and I would be happy to see Saint mm-hmm. win. Um, I love Saint. Yeah, I would love because I think Saint well. also represents a, a very important um, part of drag. Yeah. So. I would love to see Saint win, but honestly, I think it's up to anybody at this point. Yeah, no, I think it's like of all of the like top fours on reality drag TV we've had lately, I think this is probably the one that stands out in my mind as the most like, I guess it really could go to anyone. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, I we do like mini extermination challenges on this show, and I had one plan when um, I was supposed to have you and Desiree who couldn't join us because of technical issues. Oh. Um, but we're gonna do a version of it. Like you were gonna do it on the spot, but I think we're gonna have to um, do it here, and then we're gonna have to record something for the gram. But 
we were going to play our own version of Ask the Cast, and you were going to be able to ask each other any question you wanted. Oh my gosh, any question. Any question you wanted. You can ask it. Good questions. You can ask it to Desiree Dick. I mean, oh. I thought your question was going to be, "When's the pageant?" <laughs> and and when's the pageant? And am I in it? <laughs> Question mark. Yeah. <laughs> what are the circumstances of that? <laughs> that's my um, biggest. That's my burning question right there. <laughs> you you want that to be your question? <laughs> yes, please. All right, that's your question. You can throw it on Instagram. <laughs> Me sourcing booking information through <laughs> podcast. Podcast. <appearance>. Welcome. <laughs> um, uh, we'll we'll see what Desiree says to that, but uh, um. Scout, it is always a pleasure having you on the podcast. I'll see you very soon for the Drag Race Italia, but Indeed. where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and if you are going to go out in public anytime soon? You can uh, find me on Instagram and Venmo at Scout Sonner, uh, S-C-O-U-T-S-O-N-N-E-R. And um, I don't have anything planned. I'm going to, I've got a photo shoot tomorrow, but then um, I think that's the end of my drag for the year. And photo shoot what are you wearing um, i don't know i have to figure that out after this that's uh that's, oh, Lord. that's the next uh that's well the next you know there, you, my had, day. you had some goodies from the holidays what two years ago that you got from me yeah i've got i've got a whole uh I've got a, i'm still unpacking and sorting through my drag since i moved a couple of months ago so you know and you have a roommate you can just steal from exactly and a roommate they can steal from me so you know it's uh it seems nice. our drag <laughs> she's back from the dead <laughs> well scout thank you so much for being here yes thanks for having me the biggest thanks to scout for coming on subscribe on apple Podcasts, audible google play spotify sign clutter stitcher and leave us a review while you're there if you have any questions or comments drop me a line at theaternow.com via our question link like listen love until next time i'm michael block and that was block talk 